What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Man's League Podcast, where we talk all things Cleveland sports and then some. Follow us on Twitter. I, I don't know why I butchered that. Follow us on Twitter at Man's League Pod. I'm Gabe Kovacs, joined alongside by my festive friendo, Ray Marsh. How's it going, Ray? Feeling festive? Have a merry lit miss. Have a merry lit miss. What is going on, Gabe? Glad to be on the podcast. Glad to be talking to the viewers and listeners once again. Mm-hmm. It's a man's league. It's a man's league Wednesday. You know, we were supposed to do it yesterday. Things came up, but it's all good. And good thing we waited because, you know, Steelers, Steelers are frauds. We can get into that later on, but we, we owe big, you guys a little news. recap of the Sunday night game between the Giants and the Browns. It's a man's league. There's no I in man's league. I just I thought of that today. I'm like, oh, there really is no I in man's league. So there is no so, I. No. Um, I I have some notes here. Um, while I was watching the game, and I mean, Colt McCoy, you know, Jabril Peppers, Freddie Kitchens, you know, the whole narrative, former Browns and stuff. There was like a lot of former like Browns and Giants on each other's teams, like special teams players, like, uh, even, like, so def- defensive players. I think, what, who, who – someone on our team, was it Goodson or Vernon? I think it was Vernon that used to be on the – VA Vernon. Yeah. And, like, the, oh, the water boy, he used to be on the Giants, and this is his – you know, he's – I'm like, damn, there's a lot of, like, former Giants-Browns. That's a big takeaway. But the biggest narrative was, you know, obviously Freddie Kitchens. And, man, that first drive did not disappoint whatsoever. I was like, man, this is, this is not bad. I mean, like, last year was bad for us because we had Freddie Kitchens, and, I'm, and then this year we got to see what it was like to be on the other side of the coin to go against him. So that was sick. Yeah, I mean, Freddie's Freddie, but you know he wasn't the one making that. I don't think he was the one making that call. I think that was probably Joe. Judge, I think that was that Joe Judge. Given, I think that was Joe Judge. But like, I, didn't, the, I didn't know that was that was Joe Judge making that. But it was. Uh, I was like, damn. You would assume. Yeah. yeah, you would assume. But yeah, it, I mean, Freddie came out and did Freddie offense. I mean, he, he definitely. I mean, what the heck was that? I mean, the the fake field goal that was that was just like yeah, that was quintessential Freddie Kitchens. Um, I don't know why the heck Joe Judge would would allow them to do it. But, you know, they, the Giants knew that they were going to have to come up with something to beat the Browns in this running game and, and, and Baker's, you know, passing attack. Gabe, if – I texted you this, but, man, if, if Baker won against the Ravens, he would legit be in a conversation for MVP for this year. I mean, there's just – he just – he balled out versus the Giants. And it was just like – you just feel like, yeah, Baker's going to be our future quarterback now. Like, you just you feel good moving forward because of, you know, what he's been able to do here. 84.4% completion percentage against the Giants. And that was uh, – I think it was a franchise uh, record. Um, like, the highest, like, completion percentage by a quarterback on the Browns. And um, 126.2 passer rating. Um, and – Almost broke 300 yards. 
And he won PFF Player of the Week. So nice clap for Baker. I, you know, the thing about like the thing about it now, um, I I am so confident in Baker now. I know this last season and beginning of this season, we were like considering not like you and I, maybe me. I'm like, damn, we're gonna have to like move on on quarterback, go to Case Keenum probably by the end of the year. And man, he's totally flipped it on everybody. Go for him. Ninety-two point two percent PFF grade, by the way, um, against the Giants. And he, like I said, he was a PFF Player of the Week. I'm a big PFF guy. I don't know if you noticed. Huge. I did notice. Yeah, you're huge. You're huge on the Pro Football Focus talk, Gabe. The cool thing about when we played the Giants was we did not need the run game to to show out. Baker just kept on leading us down the drive. We were just throwing it. I mean, it was the same, you know, it, 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 and it was almost kind of like in the Ravens game too. It was just Baker, you, you just riding the hot arm, man. He is, he is on fire right now. He is super streaking with, with, with his stats. It's just almost like, like a hot pitcher, you know, or something like a closer or something who's just on a streak. I mean, it's just – he's not – like he picks up right where he leaves off after these last couple games. And I said – and, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's just it's just pretty sweet to see us not having to rely on the play action, or and you know obviously that's a tool we can use. But man, he's just literally lining up and throwing it. <laughs> he's yeah. gunning it down to the field to Richard and and you know Landry. Yeah, and I was t- I I said on the um uh, Friday show that's what I wanted from Baker. I wanted uh you know the run game to take a uh, back seat for a second and and let Baker shine, and he he did, and it wasn't even like. Um, like super like deep passes. It wasn't like you know like that Donovan Peoples Jones like seventy yard seventy five yard like pass. Like it was just digging at the Giants defense. Just just uh fifteen yard strikes like fifteen yard strikes ten yard outs like whatever. Just marching it down. And um, I mean the Giants defense was was holding Nick Chubb. He only had fifty yards. He still had a touchdown. But I mean Baker just put the team on his back. You know, he put the city on his shoulders, like sitting on my shoulders so you can't cry on it. And uh, two, we also had two 95-yard drives, and that's, that's sick. Like, it just shows how the offense just been high-powered under Stefanski. And it, it's, it's, it's great, man. I'm, I'm so yeah. happy about this offense. Didn't, didn't it feel like, like in years past, that would have been the Browns as the Giants? Like it would have been flip-flopped? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, the Browns, yeah, you got him pinned on the five-yard line. Oh, touchdown, 95 yards. Oh, we did it again, pinned on the five-yard line, and they drive it down for another 10 minutes mm-hmm. and result in another touchdown. It's just – if I was a Giants fan, I would have just been like, oh, my gosh, it's just so frustrating. Like you said, a five-yard dunk, 10, 15, five. Like it was just small play after small play, but that's the beauty of Kevin Stefanski is he is playing to our strengths, calling the right calls, and getting the ball where it's needed. You know, we're not like Freddie last year, four, four verticals, you know, five wide, grip it and rip it. I mean, it's just it's, it's finding the spots. Yeah, it's finding the spots where you, where you could, you know, get, get your plays in like that. Yeah, I mean, even the Giants, they weren't doing – him and Cole McCoy, like he was just Omahaing his way down the field. And I, I just remember the first drive, they had that, that really nice kick return. I'm like, okay, that's a nice start. And, you know, they got uh, to the, the red zone. Uh, they had that horrible play call. Joe Judge is like, hold my beer, Freddie Kitchens. Let me, t- let me do this. And, uh, you know, they went to a 
two more uh, red zone trips. Three red zone trips, three points. And that, that was the Browns' defense stepping up when they needed to. Like, and also the drives were so long. Like, the second half – or, yeah, the first half was over before uh, you knew it. It was a pretty quick game um, all around. Everyone was just digging at the clock. And, yeah, like, like you said, like that usually would go in the other Browns way. Um, well, it kind of – in a way, it kind of was like the defense – uh, was kind of getting not the stops where he needed to, like in the field, until they got to the red zone. Um, stopped them on the fourth and two as well. And yes. that was sick, man. Like, that's, I don't know why I keep saying sick. Sick is radical. But yeah, gnarly. It was cool. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up uh, was that uh, Jarvis Landry touchdown that resulted in a taunting uh, penalty, which I thought was kind of weak sauce. Uh, I don't know if, what your thoughts on it were. Yeah, what was up with that? I mean, it's the NFL. It must he must have said something, some uh, some peculiar words or some some words that uh, the official did not find um, quite interesting. But I mean, those guys are jawing all the time. I think I, the official must have just picked up on it. I mean, yeah, like, that was kind of Nini Muggins, uh, and then you yeah. know the ref is like, "Hey, it's Christmas flag." It was like cool, like the cameraman. Shout out to the cameraman, just getting right there. It was he was like. A more uh, Mari show cameraman like chasing after a, a, a lady after the results came negative that he wasn't the father, just chasing after the dude right in the face. Dude, it's cool. What was up with those shots? Those they were definitely using a different camera than they typically do. That first touchdown with the Browns, it was just like it was a different camera than 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 which it almost looked like it was like a movie or it was like a different frames. They they changed the different frames the, per the second frames. and it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was such a different. I was like, I've never seen that before. It was almost like a a, a video that they would use in a commercial mm-hmm. or something. But it wasn't like a live football feed camera. And I was like, <laughs> it, it was like a frame sweet. definition. Like, like yeah, frames yeah. frame frame rate was different, and it was just like all. It was also probably because it's on like a stabilizer, like a super stabilizer, and it's just like gliding uh, to the players, which is cool. I, it it has to be the Sunday night. I don't really watch Sunday night football to begin with. Usually, like, you know, obviously because the Browns are on. And, uh, yeah, Sunday night football, like, I'm already, you know, tired from the Browns game. And I, I don't – I was it was, like, my first time watching Sunday night football all season. So, it could have oh, been really? that, like, the cameras for – was it Fox that does it or NBC? I think it's NBC. Oh, it's, it's NBC. Yeah, they got a big, bigger budget. It's the, definitely the primetime game. So, they definitely – them and Monday Night Football, you definitely notice an uptick in, in production and, and graphics and everything like that. So mm-hmm. that's to come. Rain all day for Sunday night, Carrie Underwood. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, this is uh, we, like we're talking about Sunday Night Football and how we had Monday Night Football. Man, my sleep schedule watching the Browns has been crazy. I, I just – I'm kind of low-key miss an afternoon game. Just where, like, after a game, I can just, like, sit back, relax, and it's not, like, yes. 12.30 where I'm going to bed and have to work the next day. <laughs> so I'm looking forward no. to getting back that, to the regular schedule. That's what happens when your team's good. Maybe you're playing on Sunday Sunday night. That was the nice thing about the Browns that sucked last year is we really got to enjoy the Browns season this year of them not playing a million Sunday, Monday, Thursday night mm-hmm. games. You know, we've been pretty much – Yeah, the last Browns year we're just being beat time. Or, and then we do yeah. win on prime time against the 
against the Steelers, and then, you know, the whole world explodes when Miles hits uh, Mason Rudolph and, and all that. But uh, So we peaked. We peaked. We peaked at the best time. Yeah. Hey, okay. One thing I do want to talk about from that game, shouts out our boy Nick Harris. I mean, what did, like he, it feels like he just filled – like he, he got himself a job uh, at, at right guard here for the Cleveland Browns. Like you could not ask for a better fill in at, at right guard than than he did himself. I mean, Gabe, do you have the PFF stats for the job the job he did at guard filling in for uh, Chris Hubbard and Wyatt Teller? Yeah, so he had a fifty five point one overall. Um, not too bad for being a third string guy and kind of just being abruptly put onto the field after the first drive. Only allowed one sack. That's good for Nick Harris, man. After um, Hubbard went down, and news broke today about uh, Hubbard, how he's going to be on the IR and he's going to need uh, season-ending surgery on, for his – he has, like, torn ligaments and a dislocated kneecap. So, it's next-man-up mentality for the Browns now. And, um, I mean, hopefully we get Teller back. Um, and speaking of which, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, Pro Bowl uh, selections came in. Um, I. Uh, top of my head, Joel Batonio, Nick Chubb, and Garrett. Garrett. I I was expecting Wyatt Teller at least to be on there, and you know he was the highest yeah, that's what, lineman. But it's, it could have been because of the games he'd miss a couple games here and there. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, if he would have played more games, I'm sure he would have been in it. Um, you know, he really hasn't been healthy the entire year, and and even with those offense alignments, I feel like once. Once you get in one year, I mean, who, who's really paying attention to offense alignment? I mean, like like Joe Thomas, after the first year he got in as a rookie, it was he was almost a lock for every single year, deservingly so. But no, but no fan is sitting there watching Wyatt Teller go back on a, on a third and ten blocking the yeah. <laughs> defensive tackle. That's kind of uh, you know that's kind of overlooked on uh, the Pro Bowl selection for the offensive lineman there. And and also it's like the Pro Bowls, not even they're not having a game this year, so it was just like you know this game mentioned like popularity contest i think but also it shows how important nick chubb is he's missed four games and he's in that pro bowl selection he's almost broken a thousand yards already this year he's at 931 and if baker was um a little better earlier this year he i think he would have made the pro bowl too i think that would have been his first selection to it and you know hopefully him being the franchise qb um, he keeps keeps it up, man. He, he'll make his way there next year. Hey, how about, you know, going back to the Nick Harris thing? I mean, big shouts out Andrew Barry. I mean, yeah. just picking up that guy in the fifth round um, and just come plugging and playing like that and just, you know, really doing a great job for Baker. That I mean, it didn't, you couldn't tell the difference between him or Chris Hubbard or Wyatt Teller. I mean, that offensive line, it was like he was been playing it all year. And then, like, Donovan Peoples-Jones – showing out like a late six-round draft pick. I mean, these are just like his guys that he drafted and that are really just starting to shine, which is just, you know, you can't think about him and, and the job he has done, you know, this on a shortened year, um, you know, with, with COVID and everything. It's just like what a great what a great draft class he, you know, he had. I remember yeah, last I mean, looking, look, looking at this draft class that he did versus um, John Dorsey's last one. I mean, that, that draft class was just – I mean, that was so bad looking back at, like, Strap and Cyber. Yeah. Um, Green Williams, 
hasn't really panned. He hasn't played at all. Um, you know, red wine. Like what? Like these 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 are not good players. I mean, Mac Wilson, okay, talky talky, yeah, sure. But it's just like all of these guys that you know, Andrew Barry has has you know, they've hit this first year, so that's that's Wilson pretty awesome to play. see. He was a healthy scratch, right? I mean, this year though, he has been you know, I, this year though, he he has been he's been kind of decent. Yeah, and and then also like Andrew Barry's really. Um, built up that offensive line to where it is right now, which is first in the league. And last year, that was a huge concern uh, was uh, the offensive line and and was mm-hmm. Greg, Greg Robinson, who who knows where he is right now. He's probably in God. jail. Isn't he in jail? <laughs> Isn't he so. in jail for trying to smuggle, like, pot, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot I about you. that. He was, he was hoarding it, dude. He was, it was like a Pineapple Express movie. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and like you said, Austin Seibert, um, who was cut this year. What a waste of a sixth round. Or I think he was a fifth round. I can't even remember. Fifth round. Yeah, who would you rather have, Seibert or Donovan? People's Jones. Like, he's put – he's done that. a – yeah, like it, what a bigger impact he's been this year than than uh, Cyber ever was. <laughs> I know. Actually, Cyber had a bigger impact because how bad he was. <laughs> and hey, shout out Cyber though. He sealed that victory against the uh, for the Bengals against the Steelers. So big shout out, big dub. And um, just uh, to wrap up, um, I got a couple notes here. Uh, Miles tweeted like lung emojis or something. Oh and, yeah, I saw that. Just you know, obviously he had COVID, so you could. He wasn't really a factor uh, that much, like in the game whatsoever. He still had that once. Uh, he had like a shared sack, uh, and it, it just shows like the after effects of players getting COVID. Like you would think, because they're like high athletes and stuff, they would be asymptomatic or whatever, and. But now, like Miles Garrett, he's he's having he. I noticed he was huffing and puffing a little bit. He looked a little out of shape. Hopefully, he gets uh, better, get well soon, Miles. If you're listening, big friend of the show. And um, last thing I'll say, Collinsworth. He said, "What did uh, Jarvis say in the Hard Knocks? Bless you." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. <laughs> like bless you, like thank you. You're welcome. He also kept comparing Baker to Elway, which. Is okay. like I I that was before my time, uh, watching sports. What, did you agree with that whatsoever? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a big, uh, you know, I wasn't a human back then when Elway was playing, so I haven't watched, uh, you know, much. Well, you were then, probably so. like a toddler, like two years yeah. old when he won. Uh, yeah, you're Super right. Bowl. Yeah, he definitely did. It was like I think his what was his last Super Bowl like ninety eight, yeah, ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not a big, uh, a oh, big also, Elway guy. Um. Now that I think about it, I mean, uh, Cody Parkey with that doink and then everybody kind of like freaking out that he's going to blow it for us. And uh, there's concerns at kicker, which I don't really like see him being a problem. Like it's kind of hard to hit an extra point at 48 yards. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's definitely on Jarvis. That wasn't on Cody Parkey. Gabe, we're, we talked about this, um, you know, after the Browns won. But where were you? When the Browns last won ten games, let me know. Let me know where were you. Mm-hmm. So that's two thousand seven. 
what was I doing in 2007? That's sixth grade, right? Yep. Sixth grade. I was a quarterback on a peewee football team and my co-host was a center and I had my hands under your butt. That's yes. Memorable, memorable times. Yeah. And we actually were coming off a championship, um, a championship season. You know, we delivered the first peewee football championship to Orwell and, and, you know, easily over 10 years. I mean, and then, and then we suffered a, a loss to the Culprit Cowboys there in our sixth grade year. So we didn't, we didn't go back to back. Um, very disappointing there. Yeah, shout out Kurt Cassie, Jake Bormelker, Frankie Chudzik, Elijah Shudik, um, Tyler McGrew. Um, you know, just just a lot a lot of names. Matt Moot was on that team. Um, you know, big. That was a that was that was a tough team. We played a great game, know. Gabe. Do you Gabe? Do you remember how that game ended? Yeah, I tried to uh, run a first down and I didn't realize. I thought I got it on a fourth. And I didn't realize that was the wrong marker. It was the line of scrimmage marker. I was like, "Yep, that was a big ope on my part." And that was. I'll never forget because I was right behind you. I was running right behind you, and you stepped out. And I'm like, "No!" <laughs> Why did you do that? It was. A, it was a, also. I at the same time, I thought that uh, <laughs> if you absolutely, no, you absolutely thought you had the first down because you were like, I yeah. I thought it was and I was like, no. And I was like, no. I, I mean, foreshadowing, I mean, that essentially kind of did happen, like, you know, a couple years later, too, if you think about it. Very true. Very true. Well, I mean, also, I thought it was a third down. And it was, it was a whole Tom Brady situation when I thought it was a third and it was actually fourth and it was a turnover. I'm down. I still haven't lived it through, and now I'm gonna have to talk to my therapist about this. Well, I don't have. Hey, to at least, me. at least you didn't lose the game for us uh, in high school. So that that's all that I matters. Almost, I mean, forced uh, yeah. to say so, uh, that Ray Marsh said I did, but then I didn't. So big shout hey. out, Jason Hart, on that one. And um, I fun. mean, where where were you? Yeah. So like you know, like you set the scene, sixth grade. Um, man, I was walking into general music because, um, you know, who, who does band or choir? You know, not me, not this guy. I know my co-host was in probably both of those. I was, uh, I was in not choir, anchor choir. Choir, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, definitely was not one of those. Um, did not what do you do mean that. one of those? And, yeah. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <It wasn't> a... <laughs> That's one way you could put it, I guess. Uh, things were different back in 07. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Derek Anderson, you know, leading the helm there. Phil Dawson as the kicker. Yeah, I mean, I was just in general music, you know, causing up a ruckus, you know, making fun of the teacher because he was the Steelers fan who had also happened to be the, uh, the I think, the band teacher. Yeah, he was a Steelers fan, so I was just giving him crap. And, man, what a time to be alive. And the Browns missed the playoffs because of the Colts. So, that hurt. That it one hurt. like Luigi. But also, yeah. Um yeah, man, seventh grade. What a time to be. Wait, sixth grade. What a time to be alive. No worries. Did we have? Did we have recess until fifth or sixth grade? I think it was fifth grade when recess stopped. Fifth, yeah, recess definitely stopped. Fifth so we were one Fourth year grade. removed from re- being in recess since the last time the Browns won ten games. Put it in that perspective two, is two years. We didn't have it in fifth grade, so that'd have been no. We, we no, we did because I remember um, fourth. Or fourth grade was our first year. 
moving into yep. the new Grand Valley School. And then we had like yep. two years where we were on that new playground. And I thought that was sick. I'm like, what we're were we doing there. at recess as fifth graders? That's hilarious. I don't remember that at all. I remember like I would try, I would play basketball on the new hoops and like roll it down to like my height so I can dunk on it. Oh, I always thought that was sick. And um, I remember like some kid uh, told me he's good as LeBron James. I'm like, no, you're not. He's like, dude, watch this. And then uh, airball happened. His his name runs with Hen Hen Shreve. Name runs with Hen Shreve. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was like, dude, you suck. You're trash. But yeah, there was. I'll tell you what though. There was no more competitive games than out on recess or. Actually, no, I know one place where there was more competitive games, and that was Friday night underneath the lights, underneath the bleachers um, when you were, like, in fourth, fifth, sixth grade. With the Sprite like, bottle or the yes, beer bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when you weren't – how they outlawed the football, so you had to play with the bottle. The little the empty bottles. <laughs> Go to the concession. I forgot about <laughs> that. Go to the concession yeah. stand, get a pop for a dollar, chug it. Play play bottle ball, and and when it got the most competitive is when like the kids from the other school, so like when like Jefferson kids would come over and like try to play, and then so there was a game within the game, and then you were like matching these kids up, and you're like, okay, we're gonna be playing them in like a few years, and, dude, and it was it was legit intense, and you came, you brought your A game, and you were legit leaving like like kind of beat up after those games. Yeah, like you you're wearing like jeans and with a bunch of grass stain marks and the end of getting ripped and you're just like got some like little scratches on your arm from stiff arming a kid in the face and someone's going into a fence yeah kids going into guaranteed to go into a fence and like we'll hear the band play like if there's like a touchdown on the real game and like we use that as a distraction to the other team while they're trying to look what happened and we like try to take advantage of that i remember doing that a few times it was a good time. It was a time to be alive. And it was get crazy while we were in high school winning two NAC championships. The kids now are that are seniors and juniors, they were the kids playing the game within the game while we were in high school. Mine crazy is, to think. Mind blown. Crazy mind blown, think. man. Yeah. Oh, and also I would say one more uh, uh, thing that's more competitive than that was uh, Foursquare. Yeah. Foursquare, definitely. That did get heated. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, dude. That did. That that was pretty good. I don't think that was more competitive though than than Friday Night Football though. Yeah, yeah. That that was it's a hot there, take. Man. No, that was a hot take. I agree with you. But it did get heated. So I mean, do you want to get into uh, the Jets? Ten yeah, four, but first, I Gabe. I think we would be disappointed if we didn't talk about a huge friend of the show. Um, reoccurring, not reoccurring, but a one-time guest, Sir Yacht, um, going down to Cincinnati, Gabe. I mean, how how funny was that, that the Bengals took down the Steelers on Monday Night Football, and then Sir Yacht tweeted, he's like, he's like, yo, what's up? It's Sir Yacht. Um, if the Bengals beat the Steelers, I will drive down to Cincinnati and, like, chug a thing of Skyline Chili. And, dude, the Bengals won, and he legit did it. Like, he showed out. He went to Paul Brown Stadium, not in Maslin, in Cincinnati, and uh, 
Yeah, that was. I thought that was hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I can't believe he followed through with that. I know he he was saying that he was gonna like jump jump in Ohio River or something and and chug it, and then he was like, "Yo, I'm scared for my health, but I." I'll still drive to Cincinnati. I'm like, dude, you don't got to do all that. It's like, <laughs> but he did it. He did it, man. Big Cat from Barstool shouting him out. And uh, I should call him right now and because I have his number. Let's hit him up. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> no, yeah, he drove dude, that was hilarious. Big shout out, Suryat. That was so funny. I died this morning when I saw that. I know, that's dedication, dude. And he's just passing the hell is real. Signs on was that seventy one or at seventy one? Yeah, <laughs> hell is real, just south of Columbus. Absolutely, yeah. it's on. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Real. That is for real. Man. It's real, and something that is real is the Steelers are being frauds. What do you? What? Kylie just walked in. She looked at my blue light glasses and started laughing at me. Yeah, for those of you, though, you know, for everyone, Gabe is. Uh, Doing a little fashion statement here, rocking some glasses. I'm, I'm just having no, a fashion statement. No, it's you a fashion greens. statement. Mm. And, uh, so anyways, Gabe's, Gabe's wearing glasses, and he's trying to prove something to me. I don't know what it is. Um, but, yeah, so. My tweet, us, tweet us at Ansley Podcast. Too. She's, <laughs> look, my, this is bad radio, but my niece is wearing What up, Jasmine? What up? So tweet us at Man's League Podcast what you think uh, Gabe looks like with glasses um, using a GIF only if you've made it this far because I'm kind of yeah, interested please, to see that. Please. Um, <laughs> I low-key look like a nerd. I'm not going to lie. But it's for the, it's for the You look like here. you're in choir. Junk science. I'm a, junk, I'm a junk science guy through and through. So, yeah, man, Steelers are frauds. And I, I remember turning on the game. It was 17 nothing, And I was like, holy crap. AFC North championship, maybe on week 17. That would be sick. That would definitely get flexed. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely. They would, that would be the game. That would be the game of the, you know, of the week. There's, there's no game that would be bigger than that. But that relies on the freaking Colts again. It all comes from the Colts, just like it did in 07. If the Colts lose, we secure a wild card spot. But I'm trying to get I'm trying to go for the whole thing, dude. I'm trying to get that top spot. Yeah, dude. I definitely I would love that week seventeen in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um for the Browns to take down Big Ben, make Ben Roethlisberger retire. Actually, Ben Ben would make too much money next year not to retire, so that's why he is gonna come back. Pretty big contract next year. So Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I'm so pumped there for the for the Jets though for these next two weeks, it's going to be exciting how the how the NFL plays out. Yes. Who would have, I mean, it's just so cool. Not talking about what quarterback we're going to draft or what you know. Yeah, go I don't even I don't even know who's in the you know I don't know anything about any college players out of outside of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I mean, those are the only two <laughs> people I know. It's so nice not knowing anything about the draft class. And what a good segue that was mentioning uh, mentioning Trevor Lawrence. Because the Jets, our next opponent, they they screwed up by winning that game, uh, their last game against the Rams, because they might not get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they definitely – if one thing the Browns know how to do, we know how to lose, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we – one in 30 – you know, one in 31. So we knew how to lose, and we, we – you know, every single week we're like, okay, got to lose this one. We did, and we got the draft picks. Got number one overall two years in a row. 
I mean, how are you 0 and 11 or what are they? 0 and 10 or 0 and 11 and, and decide to win. 0 and 13. Like, 0 and 13. It's like, you got to kick the can down another week, you know, take that out, you know, fight for it. Week 17. Yeah. We knew right. how we, we won on a miss kick on the last game to seal the victory. Our first victory in 20, uh, what was that? 15. Against the Chargers, that was that was one of my favorite moments because um, that was that was when yeah like like Gabe if we do our favorite Brown victories that was one of them because that was when the Ken Carmen show with Anthony Lima that was when one of their first chants was one in fifteen and that's what they were chanting before like the Friday before and then when we won my brother and I were jumping and hugging chanting one in fifteen I love it when we beat the Chargers. That was that was so funny. That's hilarious, dude. And it's just like only us we would be excited about being one in fifteen. But it was we knew how to lose. Like we waited until the last game yeah. to do so. The Jets age is like, I guess we'll turn on the Jets, no pun intended. And just like win against the Rams. Like come like and the Rams are pretty decent, honestly, but mm-hmm. um like they didn't need to do that because they're going against the Jags who are also trying to get Trevor Lawrence. So that now they're in, in their own trap game. Like <laughs> I don't think, I think the Browns are going to demolish the Jets because in, the Jets are you're like, you know what? We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. That was the best thing. That, that, that was the p- best possible thing for the Browns to happen is the Jets to win that game because they are absolutely not going to come out firing on all engines here versus the Browns. They are going to come out, and the Browns should definitely just boat race them because if they win, they definitely are not going to get that pick. There's no way Jacksonville – I mean, they're both competing to be the suckiest team <laughs> this year to get that number one overall pick. I mean, do you want to cue some up? I mean, might as well do it. Are you trying to? Yeah, I mean, I guess we could cue the music. So, week sixteen. We're already there, man. One more game left after this, and we got the New York Jets. We technically the Browns have home field advantage on this one because we played at MetLife this past week so would you say the jets are traveling to the browns uh second home the metlife stadium in east rutherford new jersey and i i would say the browns are gonna demolish the jets uh yes let's say 35-3 hot take hot take hot take oh nick chubb runs for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh, Ooh. Gabe, that is great. That is that is hot, but that's not spicy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming with a hot and spicy take. Browns, let's go Browns. Twenty-eight. Um, let's go Jets. Fourteen. Hot take. Hot take. Donovan Peoples Jones. Two touchdowns. A hundred and sixty yards. On four catches. Book it. Wow. wow. Yes. It. We are going deep with Donovan Peoples Jones. DPJ, he's here. He's ready to go, man. 
Um, that's a good hot take. Spicy, I might add. So we got a hot take prediction sent in from friend of the show, Sean Gilbert, host of. Where where can you find Sean Gilbert? Where can you find Sean? Gilbert? He's on he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram, I think, and uh, he's also on the Fifth Quarter podcast with my other good friend Logan Updike. So let's hear what he has to say. What's up, boys? It's Sean. You already know what time it is. Um, my hot take this week, I'm going to say Browns get three interceptions, one pick six, and Browns roll the Jets. 31-10. Jets got the first win. Now they can go back to being ass like normal. So I, I definitely see this as an easy win for the Browns. Could be a trap game. Don't think it's going to be. Let's go, Brownies. We win. We clinch. Let's do it. Trap game for the Go Jets, Sean! Dad. Like the Jets, the, they, they just trapped themselves. Three <laughs> three picks, one pick six. LFG. I, you know, Sam Darnold's booty cheeks. He is booty. Adam Gase, booty. He's all booty. All that eye. Yeah. So, man, let's get to our preview. Uh, like I said, Adam Gase is booty. He's cheeks. Uh, he's going to be on his way out definitely at the end of the year. Um, Something I heard like interesting today was, uh, do you think the Jets like just heel turned and and they're like, you know what, Sam Darnold could be our guy. Let's give him one more shot. Get build up the offensive line in the draft. Go with him because you know, I I don't know. Like that 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 saying it now out loud sounds like stupid. Like when I heard it, I'm like, that's kind of like I'm tired of a take. But Sam Darnold. Well. Coaches are never coaching to lose. Coaches are coaching for their job, so the coach never wants to lose. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's the GM's decision if if Sam Darnold's the guy or not. So coaches are always going to try to have those guys ready to rock. Um, it's it's you know, they're Sam Darnold has had his flashes. I didn't think he was going to be as bad as he is. Obviously, I'm glad the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield, not Sam Darnold. But mm-hmm. man, you know, you could you it wouldn't surprise me if Sam Darnold went somewhere else and, and kind of turned it around if the Jets get end up getting that number one overall pick and draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think Sam Donald, dude, he, he it just didn't pan out for him. I think it was just I I think it was just the Jets were the, were the wrong team for him and like I I just don't think the Jets organization like I mean saying this like as a Browns fan and the Browns organization has always been kind of like a uh, losing culture but you know the Jets culture isn't is losing too, and they just haven't built anything upon it with Adam Gase, crazy eyes, and you know, smelling salt connoisseur. And he he was like, I know when Adam Gase was uh, brought in to uh, like be the Jets head coach, I think he was like a quarterback guru. That's why he was head coach. Peyton Manning. That obviously, Peyton Manning. yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah, it didn't pan out whatsoever. So yeah, he's gonna be a. Like, just a disappointment, man. Like, the past two seasons for the Jets have just been in the garbage can. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's definitely going to be an exciting thing for the Browns. I'm glad the Browns are not in NFL purgatory like the Jets are here, mm-hmm. trying to get that number one overall pick. It is just, it is just a blessing. We've been through that. We've wonder. been through that. Yeah, we've been. We, you know, we we were reporting live from the gutter for you know for a, a while. I would say, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, probably the last since nineteen ninety nine. We've been, yeah, but now the diamonds are dancing. Hopefully, yeah, because I'd be jump man. 
jump, jump, jumping, man. Hey, the only thing that matters is the last game of the year, and that's if the Browns are getting really big wins. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that we hope for. Exactly. It's possible, Gabe. It's possible. I mean, yeah, like we we used to be a plastic bag, and we did. Yeah, you know. Now we got the digital dash. And, and and the thing and the thing was, people were coming to Cleveland, and then they were just go ahead and picking up all the cash. You know, just guys on bad contracts. Exactly. Um, but now, oh my god, I can't even think. Who were some of those bad wide receivers? Bowen or remember Bot or Bo? Who was that? Bowie. Sam, oh my gosh, I can't remember his I can't name. Remember. Something. <laughs> like, it seems like a lot. Yeah, it, it was like 2016. Like the Browns were just signing bad players to bad contracts, and like it was just. Oh, I wish I would have remembered his name. Coleman, he was kind Coleman. of like Coleman. That well, was a who? Uh, Corey Coleman. No, that was a draft pick. No, I yeah, I'm sick of free agent sign. Oh, just okay. bad free agent signings. Was bad and how he uh he like basically went into Hugh Jackson's office and like <laughs> screen reps and then two minutes later got shipped out. <laughs> that was funny. That was like now everybody's wearing Baker Mayfield jerseys because he's the plug. So hell yeah. H Y F R. Yeah. So I mean I I don't really have like that much to say about the Jets. Like like I I uh viewed it as a trap game somewhat because we would kinda have our focus towards the Steelers and not so much the Jets. But two things, Kevin Stefanski would not allow the Browns to do that. And second thing, the Jets won a game and they screwed yep. up by doing so. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to a one o'clock the game. Only thing- not wait, yeah, waiting for midnight I, to sleep would worth the next day. I'm t- tell you what, I'm tired right now from we from that. From that we are, yeah, like you and I, man, we're working just as hard as the Browns players in a way, man. Just reporting on it, like say it. Some would say harder because it is a man's league out here. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Gabe. I think the only thing the Browns really have to look out for is kind of shutting down Frank Gore, not letting the the father time there gets started, just shutting him down and, and really getting pressure on Sam Darnold, letting Miles and, and those guys tee off on him, get him, rattle him early. And I don't, I don't think the Browns have, have any issues here. And we moved to 11 wins as we projected uh, at the start of the year. That's insane. I, would, like, I remember when I was like, my heart of hearts says 12 wins, but like, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. And I'm like, that's not a far reach whatsoever. And, oh, yeah, no. and also, one thing about Frank Gore, yeah, dude, you got to, like, after the season, please just retire. Like, you deserve it. Like, you go no. to the course. Keep him going. Keep him going. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, 50 years old. Like, dude, come on. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's just insane. But, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, that was our preview. Um. Should we talk a little Ohio State, like being in the college football player? What they? I don't really follow Ohio. State. I haven't been following them all year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yep. Ohio State's in um, college football playoffs. So. Yep. Oh yeah, and that was cold. Good. Yeah. So Buckeyes, I will definitely watch that. That's kind of uh, there's there's, you know, two games I watch every year. It's Ohio State, Michigan. Didn't watch it. Didn't happen. 
Yeah. And then I watch if Ohio State like makes a bowl game or if they make the playoffs. So that's what I'll tune in. Um, I always view Ohio State kind of like as your cousin, um, just because we're so far away. So I'm not really locked into everything. I love I love Ohio State, but I'm not just you know not. We support from afar, too like, far away. Yeah, isn't that a good description? It's like yeah. they're your cousin. You want yeah, them to do well, yeah. but you're not like you're not locked into it. It's just like okay, no. But like, you want, but like you get. If they were to lose, you'd be like, "What's going on?" Like, "Oh, come on, man!" Like, like you okay? want them to do well. <laughs> like everything okay, man? Like how you been? And uh, yeah, I mean, and and I guess we can talk a little Cavs. First game starts tonight against Lamelo Ball. Gabe, can you name five starters? Could could you name the starting name five? The, the starting five, yeah, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess it would be Con Sexton, Darius Garland, One. Kevin Love. Two. Three. Um, who's um, 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 Andre Drummond? Four. And Isaac Okoro, our draft. There we go. Let's go. Uh, I'll be Let's honest. I, I've nice. never seen. I've never seen Kevin Porter play. I've never seen Andre Drummond play for the Cavs. I've never seen um, Steve Garland play for the Cavs. Um, I haven't seen Kevin Love play for the Cavs since LeBron was on the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kyrie's insane. So yeah, let's go from there. Some would say Kevin Porter Jr. is a good shooting guard. Oh, yeah. but um, ching, 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 ching. Yeah, catch catch him on I seventy six. Yeah, eighty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Lamelo Ball, Geneva, Ohio, Spire Academy's own. Shouts out Ashtabula. You yeah. know Ashtabula yeah. County. We should get him on the podcast. Ashtabula County County's own. I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up for sure, man. I mean, him, you and I have something in common. All three of us have played at the Spire. Before. Yes. We are, are absolutely NBA correct. players. But he is not a two-time NAC champ, so he'll never have that. No, so. but Kyle Orgavan, one-time NAC champ. So, shouts out, Kyle, for that. You know, appreciate Shout that. Shouts out. Shouts out. Hey, real, 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 real quick, Gabe. What role did Nate Wanger? Do you think Nate Wanger played into us getting our our first snack championship there in, in fall? Of, you know, twenty twelve. Nate, I remember Nate on defense, and he would sometimes come up with some big plays. I mean, I mean, not to pander to our listeners here, but Nate did have some big time plays when when we did need it. Yeah, he made a few tackles here and there. Um, I always thought Nate's jersey was a little too big for him, like his sleeve to go past his elbows. Thought that was always kind of a weird look, and uh, oh, that's kind of funny. And, and uh, yeah, he, he he would make he would make uh, he would be he's there like when you need him. And I remember yeah, he was definitely uh, there. He was number eighty-five, I think, with me. What so what, what position did he play on defense? Like an outside linebacker or something like yeah. that. I think yeah, he was there. He was just on the edges, just you know, ready to work. Like he was covering that flat, and he was doing work. <laughs> like, I don't really remember. So that's hey, maybe we'll get Nate Wanger on to break down um, his game film versus Connie out in 2011. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. Uh, uh, what was it the Z wide receiver with me? So it was me, Polarchek, and Wanger. And so Polarchek would do uh, first. Uh, like first down and Wanger. Wait, that was our rec- that was the receiving group your junior year. 
Yeah, so it was like, I, I, yeah, I think so. What did Jake so. play? Jake played the T or the Y. I forget. Oh, so he was so he was out there, right? It was so. Who was the receiving core? It was you, Josh, Jake, Josh, Jake, me, Wangard, Polarchek. Who were the starters? What was? What was who? Who was who was lining up pretty much every down? I know Josh. He was the X, so he would be on every uh, every down usually. And then he's usually Jake at the T, Jason at mm-hmm. the Y, and then me, um, Polarchek, Wangard, subbing out because we would we'd be the ones to bring the plays in. And so right. it, it was uh, Polarchek do first down. Wangard and I would like, do you want to do the next down? Or do you want to wait? And like we'd just like talk. And then I remember a hey, big shout out Wangard on practice. We'd always. Uh, do the bridge on people and uh, like get behind Knock somebody in their hands over. and knees and then just push them over and they trip. <laughs> so shout out Wingard. Winger and I were basically just like the biggest bullies on the football practice field. Everyone's trying to get better, prepare for the next week. And here we are um, just bullying people. And then also in basketball season and uh, my junior year, uh, we were just like, I don't know if I should say this on air, but like, just yeah, probably not. Probably not. If we would, we would scout. That's 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 all I'll say. We'll scout. We would scout. So talking about shenanigans off the field, Gabe. One of the funniest things, two funniest things I did. One, I put a worm on Richard Berkey's helmet, and he didn't move very much at all that practice, and the worm dried to his helmet and died. And I thought that was hilarious because he was on scout team. And then my senior year, um, our senior year, I went out with the water bottle and I wrote one of the freshmen's name on the, on the wall, on, on, the, on, on the brick wall outside of practice, really big, just to mess with them. And then everyone's like, what does that mean? Like, is, is he in trouble? Like, are you guys – and, like, all the freshman kids didn't know. And everyone's like, what's that mean? What's that mean? And, you know, and then – The sign uh, from the gosh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so be our and, uh, lamb. <laughs> Coach Kalbikas, he thought it was funny, you know, the first time. And I told, yeah, we don't mean anything. Don't worry, don't worry. And then I did a next one, a second kid, the second day, and everyone's like, "Oh, what up? And what's that mean?" And then, then Kalbikas like, "Hey, it is funny, but you know, we should we should stop doing that." And yeah, I was like, like I, I, "I got two, I got two good days out of it." Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like yeah, like that is what it is. Like <laughs> it's played out. Um, it went I, away. I'll tell you what. It went away very quickly, though. Some would say it evaporated. I, I remember uh, Nick Watson, uh, like, sir, like, he was on the scout defense and then Glenn's playing, like, guard. And the ball didn't even hike, and Nick just ran over Glenn out of nowhere. Let's go. Remember we that? should bring him on the pod and talk about that. No, I don't. It was weird. Like, I think – I forget who told him that to do that. And I think, well, like, it, I think it was misunderstood. Was there a fight? <laughs> no, like, Glenn got knocked on, oh. his, on his ass. And then um, Nick, like, felt so bad. Like, we were, like, afraid that Glenn got concussion, like, before a game and he couldn't play. And we needed him to be there. But, uh, yeah, Glenn uh, almost choked me out where I passed out during a volleyball game once. So, that was fun. Build character. Yeah. Build character. That was a good life lesson you learned there. Yeah. Don't get choked out. You know, I shouldn't have sat in front of Glenn. I should have known that. That's my own fault. Another great, another great life tip: don't sit in front of Glenn. 
So, yeah. I mean, just those are just invaluable out. lessons you learn in high school. He, he didn't earn the nickname Too Far Zoller for nothing. You, Gabe, you are absolutely correct on that. Yeah. But he also did earn two NAC championships, and so did we, and this is where we sit today. Let's go, LFG. So, I mean, it's a merry litmus. It's about to be Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens, rice and stuff, and macaroni and cheese. And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Ha- have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, obviously, we're not going to have a Football Friday show. That's why we did the uh, preview for the Jets game. Uh, so, hell yeah. I mean, everyone have a happy holidays. Have a Merry Man's League. Miss. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm totally struck out on that one. But yeah, just send us out. Yeah, I'll save you with that one. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. everybody, for tuning in, as always. Um, big shout-out to Gabe Kovats. Um, you know, everyone wish him a happy birthday if you haven't seen him yet. Um, his birthday's in September, but, you know, you may have missed it. Wish him a happy birthday next time you see Gabe. It'll be as his early always. birthday wish for next year. And then yeah, you don't have to wish me a birthday wish in, in, in uh, September. Be Let's get a head start on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so as always, you know, give us five stars on the podcast app. Leave us a review. Even if you've never met us before, leave us a review. You know, we respond very positively to harsh criticism. So, yeah, and, and as always, boys and girls, just remember. Mom, the meatloaf! Take it easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mahomes, yeah. Bob Cratchit on some call, Bob Cratchit keep the books, Bob Cratchit on some call, Bob Cratchit on some call, Scrooge, what you gonna do boy, I'm a rude boy, I'm a Scrooge boy, what you gonna do boy, I'm a rude boy, I'm a Scrooge boy, what you gonna do boy, I'm a rude boy, I'm a Scrooge boy. What you gonna do, boy? I'm a rude boy, I'm a Scrooge boy It's JP like Ebenezer, but a little bit meaner Fuck that gushy Christmas shit, I want something greener People on my stoop like, they want me to feed him Nephew at the door like, he want me to greet him Say you're making Christmas dinner, he want me to eat it I ain't got no time for y'all, I tell him to beat it Bob Gratchit wants some time off, I tell him to it. But keep us at my desk like I tell them to read it Trying to get some Z's like I'm just sleeping Got me fucked up cause the stairs are creaking Knocking at the door, hearing voice start speaking I see my boy Marley like rest in peace him. Fuck them chains, I'm no titty boy He say I'm trying to change how I'm living, boy He start talking, now I'm trying to hear it Gonna get a visit by three spirits, huh? First come that Christmas pass Back when I was decent Beyonce dumped me way back when I was mob don't need no ting anyway Money got me scheming Family and friends are all around I don't wanna see him Christmas present taking over He changed to see him See my nephew Freddy boy See him beefing Take me to that Cratchit house I see him feasting Tiny Tim gonna be dead soon What's the reason? Go to Christmas future now He the Grim Reaper A year into the future now Next Christmas season Took me to my grave and shit I was deceasing See that tombstone Tiny Tim He was also deceasing Do the Tiny Tim Do the Tiny Tim Rest in peace Tiny Tim Do the Tiny Tim
gym Do the tiny gym Do the tiny gym Motherfucker, yeah Do the tiny gym What the fuck was I doing? I've been wasting my life What the fuck was I doing? I gotta do it right What the fuck was I doing? I was doing it wrong What the fuck was I doing? It was a dream all along What the fuck was I doing? I've been wasting my life What the fuck was I doing? I gotta do it right What the fuck was I doing? I was doing it wrong What the fuck was I doing? It was a dream all now along Now I'm a good Scrooge Give me that cook goose I'm a good Scrooge Give me that cook goose I'm a good Scrooge Give me that cook goose I'm a good Scrooge Give me that cook goose I'm a good Scrooge Give me that cook goose I'm a good Scrooge Give me that cook goose I'm a good Scrooge